Hey, good morning. It's Monday morning. I hope you are uh, doing well. I had a good uh, good weekend. Um, I know we uh, had a great day at church yesterday. It was uh, good to see some uh, faces and some friends that I hadn't seen in a while. It didn't, did my did my heart and my soul good to see some uh, see some some faces I missed seeing. So I I'd encourage you if you're if you're feeling up to it, um, you know, uh, you're able to. I join us in church or go to your go to your home church where whatever that church is I, I can tell you as a preacher myself seeing seeing some faces that i hadn't seen in a while really really did me some good so if you're if you're able to um feel comfortable i, I would encourage you to start um start looking at uh, getting back in the swing within your your community um i know it blessed me to see people and, and i feel like you it would bless you to see some people as well um so uh, i'm praying for you this week you know, a lot of kids are on spring break this week here, at least here in Madison. So this week will look a little different. I, I plan on um, being regular with my week this week with devotionals. So I'm um, looking forward to being with you every Monday, or every day rather. Um, today we're going to look at um, the tail end of John 6, uh, 1 through 15, the where he fed, where Jesus fed the 5,000. I, I want to start uh, with verse 11, verse 11 of this chapter, and read through verse 15. Um, of uh, John chapter 6 where it says this then Jesus took the loaves when he had given thanks he, thanks he distributed them to those who were seated so also the fish as much as they wanted then when they were satisfied he told the disciples gather up the fragments left over that nothing may be lost so they gathered them up and from the fragments in the five, of the five burly loaves um, left, by, left by those who had eaten so so they gathered them up from the from the fragments of the five barley loaves they left left by those who had eaten. They filled up twelve baskets. When the people saw the sign that he had done, they began to say, "This is indeed a prophet who has come into the world." When Jesus realized that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he withdrew again to the mountain by himself. So this is the story of Jesus here in, in John's Gospel, um, a feeding of the feeding of the five thousand. So up around Galilee, up up around the Sea of Galilee, it says uh, verse. First one says the, T, the T, Sea of Tiberias. Um, you know, 5,000 men, many more so women and children. Um, a lot of interesting things that are significant here. Um, they gathered up enough to fill 12. Um, the, the completeness of what Jesus is doing. So it says this. Um, gather them up. This is verse 12. Gather, 13. Gather them up from the fragments. Um, people that saw they had seen, they said, this is indeed the prophet who is coming to this indeed who has um, come into the world. And verse 12 says, and they ate and they were satisfied. So verse 12 says they ate and they're satisfied. Verse 13, um, they they gathered enough to to um, put together 12 baskets. 12, of course, is a very important biblical number. 12 tribes of Israel, 12 apostles. 12 is the sign for the completeness of God's work. If you go to Revelation, you see that the, the 12 is a key number in, in understanding Revelation. Um, 12 is just always symbolic of the completeness of God's work. So they, they were satisfied. I mean, they ate all they wanted and there were 12 baskets left over out, out of five, out of, out of loaves and fish. So, you know, they started off with just two handfuls and had 12 baskets left. So God's work is complete and God's work is big and God's work is huge and God's work is greater than we can ever imagine. So we see this miracle and they say, it's a miracle, it's a prophet. But then what I think is really significant is the very last chapter, last verse of the chapter of this section we read, where it says they, they were going to come by force and take him to make him king. And he withdrew 
um, from them and go go back out to the mountains. Um, there's several times in Scripture where you see people try to make Jesus king. Um, they were looking for a Messiah, but their their view of a Messiah was going to be one that was not. They weren't looking for the Messiah that Jesus was. They were looking for an earthly king. They were looking for a king who's going to come like David. And so when they said like David, they're thinking of an earthly political king. And um, they found Jesus, somebody who's not that. Jesus tells, tells Pilate, my kingdom is not of this world. Um, if, we're, if it were so, my father would fight. Um, my kingdom is not of this world. Jesus was not interested in building an earthly kingdom. Jesus was interested in bringing forth his father's heavenly kingdom. And the people didn't understand it. And they didn't really like it. Because what Jesus intended to do, and what Jesus was doing, was not, not the way they had it drawn up. And I think that's one of, the, one of the things that we get frustrated with in life and in faith that we need to understand. Or we, I guess we need to ask ourselves this question. What do we do when what Jesus does isn't what we would have done? What do we do when Jesus' plan for our life, for our church, for our world, for our context is different than the plan that we had drawn up? That happens a lot. <laughs> Jesus' plan is actually very rarely what our plan is. So often we want to take our plan to Jesus and say, Jesus, here, bless what I want. Bless my plan, bless my dreams, bless my goals, bless my stuff. Bless what I want, and uh, you just do that, and that's your job. Instead of us going to Jesus and say, Jesus, what do you want? What's your plan? What's your, what are you trying to do here? And then us following along with Jesus' plan. See, there's a quote I've heard attributed to C.S. Lewis where he says there's a, there's a, there's a, the difference there, that we often mistake magic for prayer. Magic is when we try to get God to do our will. Prayer is when, we, when God tries to get us to do his will. And so often in my life, at least, my prayers more resemble magic than they do prayer. So often I spend more of my time trying to convince God to do my will, allowing God's spirit to convict me into doing his will. Today, after Jesus fed, fed the 5,000, they saw his great power, they saw his great might, they saw what he was about, they saw what he could do. And now they want to make him king. Now they want Jesus to lead the movement to hear the Romans. And that wasn't Jesus' plan. That wasn't Jesus' intent. That wasn't what Jesus was about. And eventually, this leads to the cross. Because Jesus wasn't who they wanted him to be. Jesus didn't do what they wanted him to do. They wanted an earthly king like David. And that wasn't Jesus' mission. Jesus' mission was to teach love. To teach the people how to love each other. How to love God. How to love their neighbor. And then to be the perfect atonement for our sins. For the sins of the world to be resurrected, to ascend, and to one day return, to restore what sin has taken, 
As the Bible tells us, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. So what Jesus comes to do is not exactly what they were looking for him to do. And it didn't go over well. So what do we do? What do we do when Jesus' plan isn't our plan? What do we do when Jesus' dream isn't our dream? What do we do when the path that Jesus lays forward for us is not the path we would have chosen for ourselves? Do we trust in Jesus enough to follow his plan, even if it wasn't our plan? Do we, do we trust in Jesus to follow him, even if the path looks hard or challenging or scary or more than we think we can handle? Do we trust in Jesus to lead us in the right direction? Or do we want to just do what we want to do? That's the question they're facing today. They took him to be king, and he withdrew. Because that was not his plan, that was not his mission, and that was not his intent. So friends, today we have the same question. What do we do when Jesus isn't who we want him to be? May we have the grace today to follow him, even if the path he chooses, even if the path he walks us down, well, he walks down, even if the path he calls us down is not the path we would have chosen. May we always know that his plan is always better than our dream. His plan is better than our dream. Today, may we trust in his plan, even if it wasn't the plan the way we drew it up. May we trust in our Savior to know that he knows what he's doing, that he knows the way, and he knows the path. Let's trust in him always, no matter what. Hey, praying for you guys today. I pray you have a great Monday and a great week this week. I'm looking forward to a good week in the Bible with you. So um, love you guys. Praying for you. Have a great Monday. See you tomorrow.